All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Lady Geek Society podcast, our first episode discussion of Bridgerton. I'm Jenna. And I'm Gisana. So we're going to break down and talk about the first episode of Bridgerton, as we were very excited for this. A Diamond in the First Water. What a dramatic title. I love it. (laughs) It is very dramatic. But I mean, this show is going to be dramatic in the best way. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just... Uh, rating out of 10, what would you give it? It was a good, it was a good opener. Um, I think I would give it, honestly, I think I'd give it like an 8 or a 9. Because it, it was it a, yeah, solid 8. Yeah, I, I feel like 8 just because there were still some things here and there. But overall, like definitely an 8. So funny. I have something in my notes that I I genuinely do not know what it is. I kept trying to figure it out, but I can't. It just says God. (laughs) God. What was I responding to? I mean, there's a lot you could have just been, you know, if this was like a live note taking, is it just, it just, did it just come out randomly? It's just in between. It just says God. And I'm like, what? I'm not sure. I don't even think there's, no, I don't think there's any mention of churches or anything in this no no it's it's definitely me just being an emotional wreck and i i would like to know why let's see why why were you an emotional wreck i feel like there's a quite a few reasons here i mean there's quite a few reasons i was an angry emotional wreck well do we want to get so do we want to do the bad first and then go into the good yeah let's do it all right so why were you an angry emotional wreck Well, you know, generally when somebody voices perhaps some sadness, you would think that the other person hearing that would maybe respond better than you shall know how I feel. I I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that shows how much of an unhealthy relationship Anthony is in with Sienna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if yep. you think about it too, like they're both, it's you know what I was gonna say, like they're in a vulnerable spot, like they're both they they're both naked, and that could be like showing vulnerability. But honestly, I don't think nakedness no. bothers Anthony at all. So no, if anything, I think it's more of his guard, like it's more Ooh. more of his uh, what do you call it? Why can't I think of the name right now? Armor, armor, yes. Than Tell anything. me more. That's interesting because, you know, you would think that clothing is generally somebody's way of guarding themselves. But in this case, he is a man who is comfortable with nudity. Yeah. But I mean, the first scene we get just <laughs> not moving. bearing his soul is not a thing he is comfortable no, with. No, no. And I think that's very interesting about Anthony and what we'll see in his arc later on, but we'll get there later. Mm-hmm. But you know how we see throughout this season and he's just... He is very comfortable with his sexuality. And that's like, seems to be the only way he lets off any steam. But clearly it's not letting off enough steam because he's got, he's got a lot of anger built up. He needs his blood pressure checked. (laughs) Is literally something I wrote like three times. Somebody check this man's blood pressure. Is his pulse okay? Truth. But no, on a serious note, it's just, and I didn't catch that scene in the beginning because I was just like, ugh. These two. Eye roll. 
And I, the thing is, I really wanted to like them. Same. I just want to enjoy his story. Yeah. Because we'll get into that later. It doesn't matter if they're not the endgame ship. You could still enjoy it. And we'll see that later through Benedict where I'm just like, get it, my dude. Yeah. Like, I'm fully enjoying seeing his progression. Whereas Anthony, I'm just like, it's just something doesn't feel right. No. And that something is really obvious in the first episode, which is, you know, the comment she makes about tearing the watch apart bit by bit. Like... Oof. And even if she had no idea that it's his father's watch, you know, he he takes that extra step of perhaps opening himself up. And he says, it was my father's. Should something happen to it, I would miss it terribly. And again, perfect opportunity for conversation to be like, what was your father like? What was your relationship with your father like? Something, anything Because isn't that what you would do with someone you care about, with someone you love, that you'd want to know what's making them tick in any way? But instead, her response is, then you shall know how I feel every time you leave. And it's just, oof, okay. Absolutely. I 100% agree. And I think it further shows, like, I mean, it just starts to show off showing (laughs) how on different levels they are, even like emotionally um you know just like emotionally in class as well but obviously like he is more stuck up with that and he is you know they're not going to be together because he is a viscount but also if this were a woman who they did have this amazing connection for i think things would be different but the thing is they don't have that connection and i think that just shows off the bat that they they're not it they have a very surface relationship. That's what it is. She's his mistress. And that's what it comes down to. Right. And I think that there's that idea that like, you know, again, we'll get to it as the episodes progress. But it's just from the beginning, their conversations together are just making fun of the ton, which hard agree. I would yes. too. Let's feel that dramatic shit. She has a right to just be frustrated. But it just, there. there's a very clear detachment there that yes. as purely physical as it is, there's nothing emotionally connecting them. And we, you know, Violet calls him out on that, which mm-hmm. bless, bless, protects that? woman. Is that it? God? You just said God. You re- Maybe. Oh, God. I don't know. God Maybe protects this woman. <laughs> But, you know, she rightfully calls him out on that. And he tries to, I guess, are we just going in ABC order at this point? Because we just started talking about Anthony and now we're just going through Anthony's arc. But, um, you know, he tries to maybe make it work and maybe do it as his mother says, because she does call him out. You're like, you're not a good Viscount. Are you kidding me? What are you doing with yourself, my dude? And then we see as soon as, she calls him out, which is then this is what I appreciate but appreciate about Anthony's arc this season is she calls him out and he tries to fix it. He is yeah. completely in the wrong way of it. A hundred and ten percent. It's like she said something, he latched onto this tiny thing and just <laughs> ran. Not even ran, he just like took off like a rocket ship. <laughs> complete wrong direction. Um, but you know, he he is trying. He's like, he's listening, but he's, he's not listening. He's, he's not fully listening. 
And the thing is, it's like, I'm going to say it, you know, please don't judge me, but sometimes you got to be shallow, man. And come on, like you, it's not just the way that Nigel presents himself is just, ugh. Yep. Like the way this man carries himself, he is so far off from what somebody, from what a diamond like Daphne deserves. Exactly. And on top of, besides the fact of how he looks too, it's just like how he presents himself, how he holds himself, everything. What would make you think that they would be a good match? Like you looked at him and you thought, ah, yes, this is what my sister deserves. No. And like I was saying to you how, you know, this is, now this is their, their whole, the whole family's first time having one of the sisters be brought out into society mm-hmm. so this is her first season it's anthony's first season he doesn't know what he's doing because then in the books it's i think daphne's second or I, I believe it's her second season when she ends up meeting i thought Simon. she was 19 do they go out into society I, at 17 it's either 17 or 18 i'm not positive but because I, I when i was listening to the viscount who loved me eloise says to kate Daphne came out last season and it was like, it was her second season. But anyways, regardless, this is their first season, unlike in the book. And so, and I think Anthony has things more figured out being the Viscount in the book than he does in the show, which is fine because now we get to see more growth from him, Mm -hmm. you know? And we we do see it over the course of the season, like I said, how he does try to take in what other people are saying does not do the right thing, but he's trying. So you get half, you get maybe a corner of a star. You'll get not to the even. full star. I don't think he gets any stars right now. He gets like the tiny point. No, you know what? He doesn't. Keep trying. Keep like, trying. It's, and he's so confident when he says it. Like, what an idiot. His barony is 200 years old. Like, shut up. And he's no. a baron for crying out loud. Like, the amount of people he shat on at that first ball. Yeah. And especially, I, that's another thing to call him out on. He kept <laughs> insulting creative people. And I'm like, hello, your brother is one. Do you, what are you going to say about that? And then later on, your brother, your other brother will explore yeah. that as well. Your other sister. Yep. Sit down. Stop insulting the creative people. I know. Like all you're good at is what numbers? Barely. Apparently. I think I think it is. All I think all he can do right now is balance a checkbook. No, I'm kidding. But yeah, it seems to be like his biggest uh what do you call it? His strength as being the Viscount is keeping family finances in yeah. order. I yeah. I love Anthony, I love you, but you got a way to go. At least he's doing that right. Because, you yes. know, we are getting a Lord Featherington who's doing the polar opposite of that. But anyway, yes. it, it just a hot mess. And then there's that whole bit with Simon where he gets called out, which I love. Because he's so out of touch. Like, you can tell how out of touch he is. Yeah. When Simon questions why he doesn't have a wife. And he's like, I have brothers. And I'm just like, do you know what your brothers are doing? Yeah, really. And then on top of that. I mean, I guess this is going to have spoilers for the books, so oh, everyone yeah. everyone yeah. knows. Sorry, guys. We're going to be talking about the spoilers for the books, but you know, we know his fear is 
that he's going to die young. Mm-hmm. And I think he's just been pushing off what I'm also interpreting this season's Anthony as pushing it off. And then like, you can see even in his face a little bit when he's like, I have brothers. It's like, it's just like, all right, just throw that line out there. You mm-hmm. know, like that's his go-to if anyone questions him that that's what he's going to say. He yeah. doesn't fully mean it. No, I just, and again, it comes down to it in the duel when you're like, you are so out of touch, my dude. Yes. It's not even funny, but that's Anthony Bridgerton for you in the first episode. And I, was no words, just somebody check his blood pressure in that final scene. I was like, oof, he's about to explode. <laughs> yes. yes. So there's that. Um, and then Benedict's doing fine in the first episode. Yeah, he doesn't have too much no. in the first episode. He's he's, he's just doing fine. Excellent faces. Like I yes. I can't tell you how much I live for his faces at this point. Like Luke Thompson's face is so expressive and every stupid face he makes, I'm just like, God bless this. <laughs> God bless. It's like at the dinner table. And it it really kind of Preludes the next episode so well, yes. too. Yeah. So. He's Benedict. doing that. Colin is... We see him first start to get, what do you call it, be interested in... Yeah. So that's that's a thing that's happening. And it's really interesting. But again, I also really appreciate that in the first episode, we get that bit with him and Penelope. Yes. And so, that's so sweet. I love that part too. Yeah. And that's another thing that we discussed is the importance of name use. You know, yes. calling somebody by their given name is so important. And with Colin and Penelope, it's not even Penelope, but it's Pen. And I'm just like, look at you two. They're so cute already. <laughs> I know. And it's already so heartbreaking because you just, you know what's coming. But. Yeah. And it's like. You know, it it's, is very jarring to see mm-hmm. him be interested in Marina, especially when in the books he ne- he's never interested in anyone, really. No, it's, it's always just, just flirting. It's, flirt. it's just Colin being Colin. Yeah, this is a very young, a very green Colin. Very green Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Which is interesting. Because I'm, I'm all, I, at first I was a little upset. I was like, oh, this is strange. But the more I think about it, I'm just, I'm glad we get to see how Colin becomes Colin. Yes. There's little moments of him with his family, but for the most part, he is very green. Very and green. It's interesting yeah. to see how he comes to. Yeah, I'm interested to see the development here. Um, and we've talked about this too. And like, just I hope when it does come to like season four, when we get yeah. there, fingers crossed. Um, I do hope they rework their relationship a little bit, just mm-hmm. because. Penelope deserves a world. <laughs> she does deserve the world. And I I hope that Colin realizes that before he yeah. asks her to marry her. Because that was something, marry her, marry him. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was always something that I didn't love about that book. But I still love them. Mm-hmm. But just, just with this whole stuff with Marina, like I said, I just hope they do change that up a bit. Yeah, for sure. And... But I'm already really loving the little moments. Like, I didn't notice this until my second watch. But when uh, Lady Featherington is like, okay, everybody leave. Like, get out. 
And she's like, be sure to say bye to the girls, like meaning her girls. Yeah. But Col- and Colin doesn't, but he does make sure to say bye to Penelope. And I just, I yeah. love that little detail because it's like, it's Penelope. Yeah. And he, whatever it is that's there between them, she's someone who's special to him. Like she's, mm-hmm. sure, she's his sister's best friend, but it's more than that. She She's Penelope and he respects her. Yes. So I think that respect they- is already there. Yes. And don't they joke about um, the guy who's reading poetry yeah. to yeah. Marina? Yeah, but like that's a cute. They- like there, there's already a friendship there and every song I listen to that talks about like friendships when they were young I'm like it's calling up Penelope um so I really appreciate that detail but Colin's got an adventure this season and yes he does we'll get into that later but Daphne oh Daphne I I I love her yep. so much more than I did in the books already and, 100%. Yeah. And, and just that scene, like, where the queen deems her flawless. First of all, that score, Jesus Christ, it's beautiful. The music is absolutely yeah. fantastic. But that scene is just so pure. She has such a, like, surprised expression on her face. And I know in the books she's kind of described as, um, like, you know, obviously she's been out in society for two years and no one's interested in her. But I'm just, how could you not be? Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was the whole thing where it's like everyone wants to be her friend in the yeah. books. Where it's like, I we don't see that as much here, but I feel like, you know, you still, everyone likes her. You don't see anyone mm-hmm. not liking her. And yeah, you, you can see why. because easily lovable, I think. Yeah. I would love to have her as my friend. Also Absolutely. Eloise, but both of them, yes. Yes. So I think it was a fantastic introduction to her. And the little changes I'm okay with because I feel like yeah. it works. And it does. I feel like the majority of the changes they made do really mm-hmm. work well. And so Daphne's adventure, all thanks to Anthony, is horrible. God, just that poor that poor girl. Like seriously. The scenes in the drawing room, I felt so bad for her. And especially that one scene where she clutches Eloise's hand to like oh my make God. sure she stays because Nigel's there. That's like oh, one of my God. favorite little moments too, because while Daphne and Eloise are so different, they're, they still love each other so oh, much. Yeah. So much. And I love that. And, like, Eloise's face when she doesn't want to leave, too. I'm no. Like, Girl, yes, that's me. Like, they're don't polar leave opposites. But they're, they're, you can't. They, they, I just, I love their relationship and how different they are. But the fact that it's, like, at the end of the day, this family will do anything for each other. And Eloise especially is like, yeah, I don't want that with my sister. And Hyacinth's little giggle, like, what is this? <laughs> Who does this Hyacinth's, man think he is? He's, no, no. And her facial expression at the dinner table when um, she notices the conversation between Daphne and Simon is just like... Oh, Eloise? Yeah. Yes, yes. Her face... I, I have it. a lot of questions about that conversation. How were they having it at a dinner? Like, you, guys, guys, we can hear you. <laughs> Maybe Anthony can't because he's a little far away. Yeah, and that's why I made those faces at Benedict and Colin. Yeah, but everybody else can hear you. Like, tone it down a bit. And I loved it, though. It's a great start because... It is a great start. I love it when two people don't get along in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But then I, I like, too, how they... By the end of it, like, they're already, like, have their ruse set and everything. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they have their brief, like, patchy beginning. But it's yeah. not, like, 
enemies still ever sing. But no, it's no, like, it's all right, Anthony all right. and Kate who are going to destroy each other before oh. anything else. Oh, absolutely. So. But it's just like they get, to, I feel like they get to see each other on equal terms that way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I definitely really like that. But um, I also just love her awareness that her yes. brother is, keeps bad company. Like, not that Simon's bad, but we know what these men do. Yes. That these women, if they did, would be ruined for life. Mm-hmm. She has no illusions about him. No. So. so and I, I'm glad they kept the punch scene. Because I think we were all a little bit worried that they would not keep that punch scene. Yes. But I'm really glad they kept it. So. Yeah, I, I wanted that. I'm like, I want to see Daphne punch someone. Because it's yeah. like, first off, stand up for yourself. Get rid of nasty men. Because there were plenty of nasty men back then and today. Yeah. But I was just like, yes, girl do that exactly and so like we can get back to Daphne later yeah but Eloise I love her so much I cannot even describe how much more I love her than from book version like imagine not loving version but like Eloise in this show is just flawless (laughs) The way that first scene when she screams is a whole mood. I feel yeah. like if anyone says they haven't done that because they're too lazy to go upstairs or to go to the other room and call the person that they're supposed to call, they're lying. Yep. And it's just so reflective of what it really looks like for siblings. Like yes. she's just done. Mm hmm. And I love that. We see that early on. She does not like these costumes, which I don't blame her. She looked 12 in that first scene. Yeah, there was a lot of ruffles and frills and bows. and Yeah. So I don't blame her at all for that. And that little adorable moment between her and Penelope. And then again with... With the little wave. That was so cute. Um, And then in the beginning when we get... uh, Whatchamacallit? The dinner table with her just, like, making sure that the men know Lady Whistledown is a woman because men are not that intelligent. Yes. Bless Uh, her. I just. She's great. She is. She's she's the best. Period. Mm -hmm. You don't love Eloise. We don't trust you. That's just how it goes. Eloise and Penelope. These. We don't make the rules. They are what they are. You said it. Yes. Exactly. You heard it here. Yes. Um, and then Francesca, who we don't see anymore. Um, she was cute. You know, we see her. We don't see her very long, but she very was cute. Sweet. Exactly how yeah. I imagined Fra- Fra- Francesca, Francesca to be. Um, she, although it, I thought it was very interesting that her dress was pink, like just so different from the rest of her sisters. So I wonder if that's going to be. I don't know a running theme yeah. of the fact that she does not fit in as well either but yeah. well, like, you know too because she's always somewhere else I wonder if yeah. like the more just like show that it's like she's and she has a bit of a different path that she ends up going down to mm-hmm. where it's like she marries someone and then they die and then she has to marry someone else so it's like hers is very different from the rest yeah. of the love stories um and then yeah it is interesting that mostly everyone else is in blue mm-hmm. and then um Eloise is in purple a lot mm-hmm. of the time, purple or blue. But I think that is interesting 
the, those color choices. Yeah. I was about. just, I was like, okay, but, cool. Yeah. Am I supposed to read into this? But, um, and then friend, uh, Hyacinth and Gregory are precious. They're, and they're adorable. Hyacinth is just a whole mood. She is. But she's so cute. I she love is. her. She's precious. She's exactly how I pictured her to be. Oh my God. Yes. Exactly. So, um, Simon. Simon. I just love that every single text I've gotten from people who don't watch the books are, oh my God, the Duke is so hot. <laughs> yup. They, they picked, they did very good casting. They. Besides the fact that he is very attractive. Overwhelmingly he is, he's attractive. He's a great actor. He yeah. does a fantastic job. And the chemistry between him and Daphne are just, it's just fantastic over the top incredible but also the chemistry between him and lady danbury like that yes. banter in the beginning i was obsessed i love it and it's like you feel that they've known each other for so mm-hmm. long and that she has such an important part in his life and you yeah. you love it mm-hmm. and then um even the like the way that him and anthony bantered and we're gonna get yeah. more of that later too but it's just it's the way that he's that the way that everything is happening is perfect so far, which leads me to we could form an arrangement. And I just. With that score. <sighs> that score. Do you want to talk about that score? I can't talk about that score. Okay, like, so. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed already. <laughs> No, when I heard that at three o'clock in the morning, I was just like, <laughs> I was literally, I'm like, oh, look, it's on Spotify already. Good. It's so powerful. It is. all I'm saying. It is. And I love that whole scene, how he's acting that out. Like, he's mm-hmm. so like, there's something about him where he's got like this energy to him yeah. and like this lightness and being like, oh, and he's very like, he's jokey. What did he say? He was like, um, oh, I think it's a good idea or something along yeah. those lines. And, and then just now like, as far as proposals go, that's got to be the least romantic of all. Like, I yeah. lost it because that was such a great line. Yeah, and I think, like, to seeing Daphne, like, stand up for herself like that, he just mm-hmm. got so much more admiration for her. Yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, she's she's Bridgerton, you know? like. And then the whole, like, unavailable and desirable is just such beautiful yes. foreshadowing for them. Yes. Yeah, because he says, we'll show them the truth, that yeah. I'm unavailable and you're desirable. And he is unavailable emotionally, spiritually. In every way. And he finds her desirable. And she is. For others, too. Because yeah, with Anthony not there, she is actually desirable when he's not getting in the way of everything. When he's not telling people that they're in his seat. I Be lost more it. dramatic. I lost it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Sir. Like, the secondhand embarrassment that I got from this idiot. I feel so bad for Daphne at that part. I was just like, oh my God. Where is at Kate? Kate? She gets to get away from him, though. Kate does. is stuck with that. Kate knows how to deal with that. She might not be able to manage it as she's used to, but she knows how to deal with it. <laughs> They're poor daughters, man. Oh my God. <laughs> but exactly. And so 
you know, Violet calling him out and then Daphne calls him out as well when she says, yes. you have no, like, what of my duty? You have no idea what it's like to be a woman, which I he love not. that scene on horseback. Because mm-hmm. I love seeing their bond. Yeah. And that they are talking and he's half listening. <laughs> but I like seeing that they are having this conversation yeah. and they're they're trying. They're brother and sister. Yeah. And she is, she, I love, like, like you said, like, you know, you don't know what it's like to be a woman. You don't know this position. But it, that also, was a great scene. I love that little bit of foreshadowing where she says you have no idea what it's like to have your life like come down to one little moment. And I was like, oh, he will. All it takes is a little moment. Um, little B. But exactly. Tiny little B. Teeny tiny. But I'm so happy that they're having these conversations. Yeah. Even though he's not listening. Even though he also needs to be more active participant in conversations. Listen. Pay attention. Like, just because you're the head of the household doesn't mean you know everything. You have to do work. Exactly. Are you, and, and, I, and I love that Violet says that as well. Like, yes. are, you, are you actually the man of this house? Because you, first of all, you don't live here. You just use this room. Yeah. And let's, yeah, let's go back to the scene for a second. Because then we see him with his watch again. Mm-hmm. And like we see the anxiety, ha- it's like introducing his anxiety. Like he's mm-hmm. constantly looking at time throughout the whole series. It's uh-huh. already like with Sienna, the watch is brought up right off the bat. Oh, when we first see him and he's doing his thing with Sienna, <laughs> he's mm-hmm. checking his watch. Like you yep. see that, and then Violet brings it up again. Like that's your father's watch. And then what did we notice above Anthony's head? There's a white horse. And we are doing, I am doing a character deep dive on this. And I actually just wrote this part, but, you know, white horses in Christian literature or or Christianity, like Christian belief represent death. So. But also what else? Power and balance. Well, wait. No, wait. Wisdom. The balance between wisdom and power. Yeah. So we. Nail on the head. (laughs) Like right, right above it. Can't be more obvious. Literally, death is looming over him, and he's having trouble balancing both of those things. Yeah, and Chris Van Dusen did say on Twitter that to pay attention to the paintings in the uh, rooms. So, and we do notice paintings because we have conversations about them through Benedict. We have conversations with Simon and Daphne. So, art. And as an artist, I love that they are taking such a big part of art and like acknowledging it so thank you Bridgerton team absolutely and it's just I I can't like we also have another conversation about the watch again which is what's the time you have which we'll get into that because it's so obvious but again he he hears people but he's not really listening to people and that's just what's so fascinating about Anthony and we see that and I think people are upset about that but he's a dramatic little shit. Let's be real for a second. Like as great as Anthony is, he's he's a drama queen. Yes. And you know what else I think is a big problem is like yes, he does need to work on like listening to people. Mm-hmm. But he really like I said, this is his first time really being yeah. the viscount in society and heading the family. And he I think he thinks he knows how to do it. Yeah, no. And he just goes into it, and then he keeps overcompensating yeah. every time someone points something out to him. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll that will also be in another episode we'll talk in more. In the words of Lady Danbury, you poor thing. 
Yes. Oh my God, that scene. Can we talk about that scene? I, I know. There's there's a tragic lack of ABC, but at least that scene is just fantastic and exactly how I pictured it would be in the books with, oh, yes. she's coming. On guard. And there's a little moment where Benedict dances with her. It's I love super, that. Super blink and you'll miss it, but I love that. I love that so much. I love them and I want to see more of abc together pulling their shenanigans and i just love how she calls him out on it and i love how she's just like you poor dear to daphne because i mean poor daphne exactly poor daphne thank god for simon though because he's setting shit in motion because her brother isn't and it's just again back to that scene how does one not fall in love like it's just beautiful it's oh my god that whole scene at Vauxhall. yeah the cinematography, just bow. Yeah, the lighting, the costumes, everything for that scene was just... His voiceover with them walking, I just... Yeah. And yeah, I mean, have that scene, look into my eyes, we need to pretend we're in love, like, I all right. I'll pretend I know, anymore. I Definitely know you guys have... No, but I know you guys have chemistry, you don't have to just like, all right, we get it set the scene it's perfect though it's such a great ending and like the fireworks yes we feel them so beautiful and lady danbury and violet conspiring we didn't even talk about oh that oh my god yes. yes the friendship i feel like we don't fully see their friendship in no. the books like you know that they're friendly and they like each other but i am so here for this friendship and like at the opera and stuff they're just chilling next to each other setting up this whole thing while watching an opera I mean yes perfect (laughs) I I love you I have no words I want to be their friend queens truly I just they did it like they 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 this is all on them I, I need them to constantly conspire together because hello perfection Please let this be a running theme throughout the whole show. And also Lady Danbury's uh, silver dress. I want. The one at the, at her ball. Yes. Yes. That silver dress and like the thing that comes out from her neck. I was just, I I want this. I don't know where I'm going to wear it, but I want it. (laughs) The costumes are just so amazing in the show. Everything is so beautiful. And I know we talked about this last time. Mm -hmm. When we were just talking about the costumes, but it's like actually seeing it, yeah. and then like the, it's just it's amazing <laughs> juxtaposition between Portia's family, which, by the way, God, she is an annoying woman. But Polly Walker, all the awards because I just she she just has a presence. She does a fantastic job. Yeah, absolutely. So fantastic. as much as I hate her, I'm just like, God, get off my screen, but don't. It's mainly because she's mean to Penelope. If she wasn't, I would love Portia, but... Yeah. Poor Penelope, man. I know. I love her. Just go live with the Bridgertons now. Go read a book. Go read a book and be happy. To anybody. Go write, write to your heart's content. But, you know, she... And it's so interesting that, like, we see her, um, you know, gossiping with Cressida's mom, whose name I don't know, because I do not care. Cowper? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Um... But also then, just to, like, on a final note, we get some little news about Marina that we all knew, and she's pregnant. Oh, I'm so surprised. There's a baby on the way. 
and it's very interesting. Very dramatic. Yeah. I have I have mixed feelings, but we'll get into it as the episodes progress. Yeah. But for now, Marina seems cool. And yes. I'm really weirded out by the fact that they are checking whether or not she's getting her period or not. What's happening here? Yeah, that is very creepy. And how long has she been with this uh, them right. at this point? Like, do they, did they know that, like, the, I don't know. That is, actually, that might, she, that might be like, a little bit of a plot hole. Because I don't think she's, think about it. If she was with them, I feel like it would have to be, like, two months from them to be like, huh. Somebody's not bleeding. But again, yeah. why are we check? And how do you know who belongs to who? I don't know. I mean, I guess they everyone goes into each room individually, obviously, but still, it's just like, who notices that? I don't know. I don't know either. Like, I don't want to notice, but I guess if you're if you're a maid and you're cleaning the sheets, you're gonna notice. Yeah, maybe you're bored, so you like you'll. Pay I mean, like to everything as you're as you're taking the layers off, you're gonna be like, oh. I mean, I mean yeah, white exactly. You would notice, but how would you notice that it hasn't happened? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's either. There's something messy with the time. Like, yeah. it, she would have to be there at least a full month. And I didn't think that the first episode takes a whole month. Yeah. You know? So, there is a little bit of a discrepancy. Unless the lady's maid, uh, one of her lady's maids, like, came with her from a past place. So, she knows. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't think, I feel but like. I don't think she could afford to take a lady's maid with her. That, and I don't think lady maids did that i think because there were so many levels of the staff like it's not like daphne's where we'll see she's obviously very close to her lady's mate so she's gonna go with her yeah no she doesn't have a lady's mate she does it's all staffed there yeah i don't know anyway it was weird and people in the 19th century did some strange things yes they did but also thank god for feminine products because sometimes like just uh, imagine not having it no i'm good I'm very happy. As much as now is crazy, I'm very happy I live in this time period. Yeah. <laughs> we can just pretend. We're fairly sometimes. privileged in that area, but. Very privileged. And I will uh, take my feminine products. Women <laughs> are going to talk and women are going to do great things on this show. And we are here for it. So is there, yeah. is there anything else we missed from the first episode? Let us see. Um, I, I just literally... And then in my notes, I just have the fire emoji. <laughs> like it rose, which is oh. the fireworks. So <laughs> I do have two other things. Ooh. I love the little tidbit. Like they just showed Daphne's back all red from the corset. Yes. I love that they put that in there to show like really how these fashions were not comfortable. They were oh. awful. No. And then also Benedict and Eloise smoking a cigarette. That's episode two. That's episode two? Yes. I messed up my notes. I'm so sorry. You did I mess up your that. notes. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we'll talk about that next week because I have so much to say about that scene. We will talk about that. It changed my life forever. But we'll be back next week. Yes. With more. With that. With that. Uh, and more. You can tweet us at Marvelous Geeks with an underscore. <laughs> and come tell us what you think about Bridgerton is there anything you noticed that we didn't 
Yes. You, and then we can you have talk. solutions to our dilemmas. I don't know. What do you think of we could form an arrangement as a score? Because I already know what my Spotify 2021 is going to look like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the amount of, I know what it's going to look like. We both love scores. And I just yeah. keep listening to it. And I really, uh, I don't like the song. Everyone knows what song it is that's at the beginning. I'm just not a fan of that song. But I do love what they did with the score. And yeah. uh, uh, instrumental of it so I'm here for that I was a little nervous when I heard but I'm, I'm yeah. here I was nervous when we heard that there was a lot of instrumentals of now songs because mm-hmm. I was like wait is the whole score gonna be yeah. like that because I love a new score yeah so I was definitely nervous about that and then once I saw that they have their original score yeah. and they have was this there. love that and then I also love that they bring in classical music as well yes because I was hoping for that because there are some really great classical music that could be just make it that much more dramatic mm-hmm. and over the top, which they did. So and it that's is. for another episode. Yeah. Solid eight out of ten premiere. Yes. We'll be back next week for more coups. Ooh. Oh, oh, one more thing. Just I really appreciated not. Nah, Darn, I don't even know if I want to say it because spoiler, but I just really appreciated Lady Whistledown's final um, voiceover. We did not talk about how perfect Julie Andrews is, oh but I think God. that goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, if if anyone does not think she did a perfect job, I'm sorry. Who is are this you? the episode where she says bitch yet or no? Yes, it is. Oh, it is. <laughs> it is, she says in the beginning. So glad they got that because it just works. This yeah. show is unlike anything else, and perhaps that is us throwing shade at comparisons. Yes, I. It is. It is very unique, and of course, yeah. it's going to have some similarities to other yeah. shows. But overall, it is very unique, and I love what it's doing for the romance genre. And yeah. I really hope that they stick to this, like you know, book a season, and just. Yeah, you know, treat each book with like the love that this one got. Yeah, like this love story, they did such an amazing job. So I just hope they continue. Which that I way. feel like we both should say this is not very high on our list. Yes, Bridgerton yes. Series. So the, the fact that we love this season is very telling. And yes, I was very worried for the season because I did not love that book the first time I read it. No. I had difficulty, and then I read the second one, and then I was trash for the series. Yes, but. Well, I shouldn't say I was trash for the series, but then I love the series. After you are, you you fe- we fell straight into that dumpster and we're oh, never yes. coming back out. Oh, good. This is a nice dumpster. <laughs> it's the best dumpster. I don't want to leave it. Don't no, make me. I'm just uh, drink tea and eat scones and watch Bridgerton. So. Exactly. So we'll be back for episode two, and yeah, yeah, excellent. Goodbye. Bye. See you next week.